I fell in love with coffee there as I worked at a coffee shop for four years during my duration at Iowa State. So I always knew during that time that I wanted to open a coffee shop. I just loved the environment, the, I guess you could say, vibe of a coffee shop. <laughs> You're listening to Small Minded, the podcast that believes being small is a good thing because small steps lead to big impact, small towns have a big heart, and small businesses play a big role in our modern way of life. I'm your host, Molly Knuth, and here at Small Minded, we share stories and strategies to help small towns and small businesses flourish. Here's to a life well-lived, being small-minded. Welcome to another edition of the Small Minded Podcast listener, and today I am super pumped to be welcoming one of my favorite new business owners, but as you hear in today's episode, like she just doesn't seem like a new business owner. I feel like she's been around forever when actually she's just going to celebrate her one-year anniversary later this summer, but I'm welcoming my friend Sarah Knobble from Bob and Lou's Coffee in Dubuque, Iowa. Sarah's coffee is like hands down my favorite. When I think about what I want to drink every morning, it's her salted caramel, cold foam, cold brew, like give me an IV drip and let's call it a day. But I am not joking when I say I think about that coffee more times than I probably should. She offers not only ridiculously delicious coffees and lemonades crafted by hand in Dubuque, She also has a vintage coffee camper that travels around to events, locations, small towns to give the people in her Bob and Lou's fandom and across the area some delicious coffee no matter where they are. I am so excited to talk to her today because she shares her advice about starting a business as a young woman. She is only 25 years old. She talks about the research she did going into it, about not accepting no the first time she got turned down for a bank loan. She talks about having vision and having purpose behind her brand and her business, and she just has so much information to share. So let's get into it, listener. I hope you love this interview with Sarah as much as I do. And without further ado, let's talk to my friend, Sarah Knobble of Bob and Lou's Coffee Camper. All right. I'm here with my friend, Sarah, from Bob and Lou's Coffee. Welcome, Sarah. Thank you. I am so excited to be here. Oh, my gosh. I am such a fangirl of Sarah and her coffee and her teas and her merch and all the things. So I am so excited to have her here today. And she is a busy gal. So, Sarah, thank you so much for your time and being with us on the podcast this week. Yes, absolutely. And thank you for those kind words. All right. Well, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? Tell us a little bit about who you are, what you do, where you're from, and we'll go from there. Sure. So my name again is Sarah Knobble and I own Bob and Lou's Coffee, which if you have not heard of me, I'm located in Dubuque, Iowa. I started with a vintage coffee camper that traveled all around to businesses, schools, weddings, I do events. And just recently in the wintertime, I opened up a walk-up shop on University in Dubuque, which is next to one of their bigger colleges, and have been doing that since. And I'm just about to a year of business on August 6th. If anybody follows Sarah on social, or if you know of her coffee, or you're in the area, 
it is so hard to imagine life without you. Like, I cannot believe that you're <laughs> only a year in business. This is such a huge accomplishment and milestone, but really your business feels so mature and so established that I have a hard time like wrapping my head around, wow, it's only been one year. I know me too. I feel like, yeah, it's kind of crazy that it's only been a year. I've met so many people in this time and it's like, I've kind of just been accepted into this big women entrepreneur group with a big open arms and yeah. So I'm super excited to celebrate the one year and I'm so happy with where I am now. (laughs) Awesome. Well, okay. Let's start diving into that a little bit more. Can you share with us a little bit about like, what has the journey been? Where did the idea or the concept of this coffee camper come from? And what were the steps that you took to kind of get it from idea to implementation? Yes. So I graduated from Iowa State University in 2018. So I'm just turned 25 years old, but I fell in love with coffee there as I worked at a coffee shop for four years during my duration at Iowa State. So I always knew during that time that I wanted to open a coffee shop. I just loved the environment, the, I guess you could say vibe of a coffee shop. (laughs) So I always had it kind of in the back of my head. After college, I moved to Los Angeles, California for an internship where I was there for about three months and kind of obviously spent my time going to all of the amazing coffee shops. I feel like LA is an incredible spot for those cute, aesthetically pleasing coffee shops. And I feel like I kind of found my vibe, my niche for Bob and Liz out there, even though I didn't even know Bob and Liz was a thing yet then. I then moved to Des Moines, Iowa and worked for a corporate job, a big magazine firm, where I spent my time in a cubicle, which is not for my Enneagram 3 personality at all. I was standing up talking to more people in the office than I was probably doing work, (laughs) (laughs) which now I realize is more for me and I should have been doing that. But yeah, in Des Moines, we always had like food trucks and stuff coming and visiting our work. So during our lunch hour, we would always go out to the food trucks. I was like, gosh, this is so fun. It's like a mini farmer's market every day. Oh, there's and, just something about, yeah, that like food truck or that traveling yes. camper that's just like brings an extra level of excitement, I feel. Yeah. Like. Yeah. It's like we were so excited for our lunch hour just to go outside and obviously during the nicer weather, not during the winter time. And then I, you know, I kept brainstorming this coffee shop idea and was doing a bunch of research and like, how am I going to make this happen? I'm, I have student loans. I have other expenses as a young adult. I'm like, how am I going to make this work? And my sister at the time was living on the East Coast. She lived in Philadelphia. And she must have been out, you know, doing stuff with her friends. And she gave me a call and she goes, why don't you go mobile? She ran into this, I think it was like a mini bus that she went up to. And it was this young girl. And I don't really remember what the business was. But she's like, she's getting her name out there while being mobile. She's not paying rent. She obviously owns her mobile unit. So she's like, why don't you do this in Dubuque? travel around, get your name out there before you establish a building. And so then we kind of thought about it more and then came the idea of the vintage coffee camper. And then the search began for the perfect camper, which took about seven months. This is kind of another funny story. I'm kind of just rambling it all. Oh, no, I love the stories. Go for it. Yeah. (laughs) So I actually had a friend of a friend who was living in City, 
who had already started her coffee camper. She had started the process about two and a half years ago, and I had found out about it. So I'd been in contact with her and was like, where do I begin? What should I kind of start looking for if I want to do this? And, you know, she gave me all the tips and tricks. She's like, you don't want too big of a camper. You want, you know, these types of brands. You want to make sure the outside looks good. I think it was in May of 2019, I believe. No, May of 2020. <laughs> Trying to think about it. When I was searching for it and I had found the perfect one. It was in Elizabeth, Illinois. And it was that same week that I was going to purchase this old vintage camper from this young girl that this friend of a friend calls me and she goes, hey, I just got a new job and my husband got deployed. Do you want to buy my coffee camper from me? And I was like, oh, my gosh, let me call the bank quick. Let me I did see if not I know this. What like a yes. moment of the stars aligning for your business. I venture. That's so cool. I'm thinking about it like. It's like serendipity is meant to happen. Oh, cool. Yeah. So, yeah. And then I obviously, because she had it a different name and the outside was different colors. So I took it and rebranded it and made it my own then in that way. But yeah, kind of bought it ready to go where I look back on it now. And it took her and her husband about a year, over a year and a half to completely renovate it. So I'm like, Bob and Lou still wouldn't even be out and about yet to this point. Oh, if I wow. hadn't done that. Yeah, yeah, that really sped up your launch and sped up the yep. ability for you to say, okay, we're taking this and we're going to run with it. Yeah, I remember saying, we're, we're really doing it. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that line from Dumb and Dumber? Like, we're doing it, Harry. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Awesome. And then, so you've got the camper you have like the infrastructure of your business ready to go. What were some of the other things that you had to get lined up in that time period from like you got the camper to actually launching and serving your first customers? What else did you have to yeah. do and prepare? So it went from me potentially buying like an old thousand dollar camper to me now having to buy way more expensive camper because it was all ready to go with everything in it. So I had to get a business loan now. So that was kind of the next step. And I had already had a business plan that I'd been writing, but now I had to really tune it up and be like, okay, we have the camper now. Now I need this much money to get the camper. And then here's how I'm going to go forward with it. And the first bank that I went to told me no. And I was like, crushed. I was like, oh my gosh, you know, kind of doubted myself. I was like, everyone's going to doubt me. I'm 24 years old. Nobody's going to believe me. So at that point, I thought about giving up and I have an incredible family and incredible friends who are like, no, you need to just keep doing it. Don't take no as an answer. You, you don't take no as an answer from us. <laughs> so go to the next bank. So actually a friend of my dad's, he plays golf with him every week. He goes, hey, he works at Dutrack. Why don't you reach out to him? So I sat down with him, showed him my business plan. And he was, I think, almost as excited as I was about this. So they said yes the business loan and so now the next step was really creating my brand and making sure people knew exactly what I was going to be before they even saw anything about me so that's where I really pushed on social media I was basically shoving it down people's throats I'm like this is who I am get ready here we come and so yeah I had to do all that repainted all the camper did a bunch of business cards really prepped for that grand opening day I wanted the grand opening day to be like they're finally open. So all of the prep for that, that was super exciting part of it. 
algorithms, updates, and events. Oh my. If you have a hard time keeping tabs on all the things social media or all of the new aspects of running your business online, you're not alone. So many small business owners get into small business ownership and entrepreneurship because they have these great ideas and these visions and they have this drive to help their small town. But what comes along with that are a lot of other things you don't always anticipate, like the marketing, like the online bookkeeping, things like that. But thankfully, this summer at Molly Knuth Media Online, we are offering our weekly MKM Live series. That's right. The MKM Lives that we used to do years and years ago are back. So each week, you can show up on Tuesdays over on Facebook and on Instagram at Molly Knuth Media for a weekly recap of topics you need to know if you own and operate a small business. We're going to cover topics like Facebook 101, Photography 101, Writing Captions, and even more than that. So if you're not already, head over to at Molly Knuth Media on Facebook or Instagram. Check out our events tab so you can see which topics are coming up. RSVP so you don't miss a minute. And I'll catch you this summer in our Molly Knuth Media Lives. I remember following you. And I had known of you because you had apprenticed with our mutual friend, Amy. So I got to know you that way. And then I saw when you were launching the coffee camper, I started following like immediately. And I like, I give you all the kudos because you're, lead up to grand opening on social media was everything it should be. It was exciting. It told a story. It was like getting people involved and creating more than just a social media following. You gave something that the audience wanted to be a part of. And I think that all of your efforts in doing that, like pre-opening marketing really were just incredible. And it helped get the excitement going, like you said, even before you served that first cup. Thank you. Yeah. And I guess I forgot to mention beforehand, this was a fun story that I'm going to be releasing the video of on my one year was telling my grandparents that it was named after them. So Bob and Lou's is after my grandpa Bob and grandma Mary Lou. And so that before I even launched on social media, I wanted to make sure they knew about it. So someone didn't come up and be like, oh, congratulations. And I'd be like, what? <laughs> So, yeah, I'm really excited to share that with everyone, too, because that was kind of a fun, surreal. It's happening, and they had no idea for the prior year that it was named after them. Oh, my gosh. So cool. I love that you can tie in your family history into the name of your business. That's awesome. Okay, so then we have all of these things that you talked about, business plans, securing loans, securing facility. You had to get inventory and marketing materials. And all of this is part of, like, growing a business, starting a business in retail. But, and I'm sure you're so sick of hearing this question. On top of this is the added layer of, oh, it's 2020 in May. You've got this traveling coffee camper. Also at the same time, you know, it's the global pandemic. So (laughs) how did COVID either hinder your efforts to start the business and present hurdles? Or do you feel like maybe a touch of COVID was helpful to your success? I would like to hear what you have to say there. Yes. Yeah, I know. People thought I was insane, but I guess I am insane. <laughs> it's okay. We um, got to take risks. Yeah, yeah. No, that was definitely a big factor into am I doing, like, am I going to be able to do this? Um, am I going to get shut down? Am I going to be able to make money? But 
I think the fact that I was a mobile unit and I didn't have to follow those, like, you know, the same procedures as in store, in, in the doors that other people had to follow. So as long as I was able to keep people socially distanced where, you know, people aren't at the camera for more than two, three minutes because coffee's fast. It's not like it's a food where you have to sit mm-hmm. and wait for 15 minutes to get it. So in that aspect, it was pretty on my side, I guess, during COVID. We, me and my employees that I had at the time always wore masks in the camper and we always got thank you for thank you for wearing a mask, even though you're outside and blah, blah. So that was nice that people were noticing that we were somewhat following a procedure, even though we weren't, you know, doing all the COVID things. <laughs> we were mm-hmm. still open and still accepting people. But when I look back on it now, I don't really think COVID had a huge effect on me. I think it was kind of to my benefit that I was like, hey, you don't have to come inside. You can be outside, get your coffee. And so I kind of see it as a positive. And honestly, I don't think that I would have done this if COVID wouldn't have hit because I was working another job and was bartending. And I don't think I would have slowed down to be like, hey, let's do this. So my hours obviously kind of got a lot smaller at all those other jobs. It gave me a lot more time to think about this. Oh, that's another example of stars aligning. And in so many ways and in so many people's lives, COVID was nothing short of like devastating, right? But Mm -hmm. I really do feel that like if we look at it, we can find silver linings. And I think for a lot of people, yourself included, it, like you said, gave people an opportunity to sit back and look at, am I working in my specialty? Am I doing what I want to do ultimately? And I think it gave a lot of people that opportunity, like you said, as a gift of time to start new things, pursue side projects and hobbies and passions. And now you've got a business to speak for that. Yeah. Yeah. And I really think COVID also opened people's eyes to how important family time is versus working nonstop. It's like that family time is important. And also part of the local community during all that time was like amazing, you know, and I hadn't always supported local. I never really thought about it. I would just run to Target or run down to grab some clothes. And now it's like, no, you support these people. You see how excited they are that you're buying from them and that that money goes to them and not through a bunch of tunnels. Oh, I love that you brought that up. And you do such a good job of supporting and collaborating with other local businesses. So I'm going to come back to that. And I want to make sure that we touch on that. But I do want to like speak to one more part of your story because it's only been, like you said, a little short of a year, but you made that transition from like idea to implementation. You were open for, like you said, your grand opening was in August. So through the fall, while the weather was still nice, you were able to continue with your traveling coffee camper. So then can you walk us through how did your business model have to change going into an Iowa winter and what did you do to pivot? Yeah, so obviously the camper can't withstand the Iowa freezing weather. Towards the end, I actually had a pipe burst in my camper. I you did. now realized that I was going a little too long into the winter. My last event was the very beginning of December. So I learned from that. Thankfully, my boyfriend's family owns a plumbing business. So oh, wow. we were able to get that figured out. But yeah, so I had to store the camper and I was at a downtown farmer's market in Dubuque and the owners of Magoo, Susan Farber, 
had just walked up to my camper and she was like, I think this was one month in the business, but she was like, do you ever want to move into the little shop to the left of Magoo's? It was Magoo's Brew, it was Bucky Sweets, Java Dreams, that's what most people remember it as. But I was like, I don't know. I, I don't know. I've only been open a month. I don't know what I want to do. So she gave me her card. She's like, well, just keep us in the back of your mind. I'm like, okay. So it was getting for winter. And I was like, what am I going to do? Like, do I just store the camper for winter time and bartend all winter and then bring it back out in uh, the springtime? Kind of like what Beaker's ice cream does. That's kind of what I modeled it off mm-hmm. of. Like a Maybe there'll be an excitement. Yeah. yeah. But then I thought about it more. I was like, I need to keep my name out there. I don't want people to forget about it. So I contacted Magoo's and they were like, yep, come on in. It's all, it was already all set up at the coffee shop. They completely gutted it and redid it. So it was ready to go. And so now I was like, okay, how do I really push this? How do I push that? We're not the vintage coffee camper. Cause that was kind of the big excitement of Bob and Lou's is that you're walking up to a literal camper. So I kind of kept it as the family aspect. I always wanted Bob and Lou's family. I would say that Bob and Lou's family. So. I guess I just pushed it. I pushed that we're going to be at a set location, did a bunch of like deals at the beginning for excitement and just kind of kept that same, like right when you walk up, you get greeted with say, good morning or hey, or, you know, something, yeah. talk about something. And you feel so like, feel you like, yeah. know, the people and like yeah. your friends you're walking in. Yeah. To yeah. a cozy place that you're welcomed. I love it. Yeah. I mean, I always hated going into a place and being like, morning, and then the workers seemed like, you know, not excited. So when I started hiring, I was like, you guys, like, I want you to love coming to work. I want you to be so excited. I want you to get to know all my customers the way I do. And I feel like that's kind of also continued on through them as well. Like people are starting to learn their names. and Oh, yeah. And when you think about like some of the places, it just goes to speak to the values that are part of your business. And this goes to any business owner, like you have, like, maybe if you don't even have it on a page in your mind, you still have these things that your business stands for beyond what you actually make or the service you provide. And those are like your business values, your mission. And it is so easy to see that some of the tenants of your business are family supporting local because it just is exuded in everything from your social media to your print materials, to your t-shirts, to the vibe you get when you walk up to the coffee camper or to the brick and mortar, everybody is on board and they're providing that same exceptional level of customer service. And when I walk into like a national chain coffee shop, like the experience is about speed and it's about like getting through and getting my coffee and getting back out. But when you come up to Bob and Lou's, it's like, you're welcomed by a friend and it's somebody who wants to chat with you and you're still providing exceptional customer service and you're speedy. But I just love that you guys are excited to see your customers every day. And it does yeah. speak in everything you guys do. So kudos to you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> okay. So you have this coffee camper, you've got the brick and mortar. It could be easy then after your first winter in the brick and mortar to say, you know what, we're going to stay in this central location. It's easier, all that. So what made you say, nope, we're getting the camper back out on the road. We're going to go visit these events, these small towns. What made you to say, yep, we're going to go with the camper again? Well, I personally love the camper and love being in the camper. I just feel like 
even though I want the same vibe in both the brick and mortar and the camper, the camper is just a whole different experience. And I knew I was never going to get rid of that. So I never even had in the back of my head that I wouldn't do the camper just because people love it. And you can't pick up a brick and mortar and take it to Cascade, take it to Farley. So I still get to travel and see all those customers that I don't didn't really get to see as much in the winter time. Oh, yeah. And I think it's created a huge following for you guys. I mean, maybe it's just me. I don't think it is. But like every week when you put out where your camper's going to be, I always check for it. And I'm like, Cascade, Cascade, Cascade. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, she's got to be close. But yeah, I think it's really served these small communities that maybe don't have like a brick and mortar coffee shop and they want something that gives them that cold foam or that latte, that next level of coffee that they couldn't get at their like local convenience store. So I think you do a great job of serving these local small towns and serving your customers and creating that following. Thank you. Yeah, I know. And well, I mean, some of those small towns do have other coffee shops, but I think it's fun that, you know, I'm only there once a month, maybe, or once every few months. So I think that's kind of exciting for people too. And I always get messages. They're like, oh my gosh, you're coming here. (laughs) (laughs) And I think it does well to, Uh, somebody in town and I had a recent conversation and we were talking about like for your coffee camper, for example, my town has a coffee shop and bakery too, but we're like, you know, there's room for all of these businesses to still grow and to still provide for the people that are in town because like you have coffee and flavored lemonades and people could still get a coffee from you and then go across the street to the bakery and get a cinnamon roll or a scone or something. There's room for everybody. And even if it's in a small town or a big town, like we all can work together to build up the community is my philosophy. I and that's what I've loved about and learned throughout my journey so far is that there's not really any competition. Like obviously, yes, there is, but it's more, I feel like I've only gotten support from those other coffee shops, those other small business owners. It's like, we're all in this together. Let's all just do this together. And that's, I was not expecting that. I don't think going into it. Now I'm like, wow, this is amazing. Oh, that's awesome. Are there any other things along your journey that have surprised you? Or are there any other things that have stuck out as like, yes, this is the advice that I would pass along to someone starting a business. Like you have to do X, Y, or Z if you want to grow successfully in that first year. I really think just networking. There are so many amazing women entrepreneurs that I've met since the start, like even they've reached out to me right away when I first started posting and they're like, just support, you can do this. If you need anything, here's some tips. So I think just like, don't get stuck in your, I need to be the best and I'm going to go through this one tunnel. It's like, you need everyone to be where you want to be. It's like, I would reach out to closing boutiques and be like, how did you do this on this coupon or something like you know just little things like that it's like you really need to create friendships reach out to people you wouldn't expect to I reached out to tons of coffee like mobile coffee units not really within the area but there's one that I speak to probably once or twice a month up in New York who have been so helpful you can still have your own vision but you do need other ideas and other people's kind of support and all of that along the way Oh, that is so good. Yeah. It takes a village. They say it takes a village to raise a child, but it also takes a village to raise a business. I think yeah. <laughs> you do need to draw from people's experience 
and they've walked the path before you. So they might have figured things out that can help you go from A to B quicker or more efficiently. And just like you said, it's important to create those inroads and those friendships, not only with people in your industry, but maybe other people outside your industry can take some of their ideas and creatively see how those can work for you and your business too. Yeah. Okay. So let's circle back to the idea of supporting local. And we've touched on it a little bit, but what I really want to talk about are some of the amazing collaborations you've been able to be a part of from like your grand opening event to your spring menu rollout to just like your merchandise collabs. What are some of the businesses that you've been able to work with and how did you get those relationships and those business partnerships off the ground? Yeah, so I knew from the beginning that I wanted to partner with other small businesses just again to create that networking aspect of it. So I guess to start off, I collabed with Lovely Little Lights, who Anish Schmidt is the owner to do my menus, my menu boards, and a few other things. And I actually went to high school with her. So that was kind of my very first connection. And then Emprint, who was based out of, oh gosh, I hope I don't get this wrong, Marion, <laughs> uh, Mariah Palmer. So she did all of my latest spring merchandise, which I connected with her on social media. Immediately when I saw her Instagram, I was like, I'm reaching out. We've got love. And I had done merchandise with another company in the past. And I was kind of doing all the creating, figuring out what to do, what to put on the shirts. Whereas I messaged her. She sent me like five images of these different merchandise options. And I was like, oh my gosh, I didn't even have to do anything. This is amazing. So that was incredible. She is super fun to work with, super nice. And then, yeah, for the spring menu tasting, I did it at the Driftless, which is an event space in the view. Kyla, I don't remember the first time I met her, but we like kind of kicked it off right away. She's super funny, super nice. And I reached out to her and I was like, can I use your space? And I didn't even know about the upstairs of the Driftless. I was thinking that white room, which is super elegant. And I, I don't really see myself Robin Liz is like super elegant. So she took me upstairs and immediately I was like, this is it. There's cozy couches, exposed brick. And that was so much fun. We're having another one in the fall that I'm stoked about. So I'm excited to let more people try it. I think they didn't really know what to expect. And then I got a bunch of messages and they're like, we're kicking ourselves for not buying a ticket. I had some serious FOMO after seeing the videos and the Instagram (laughs) stories. I couldn't make it that day, but then I was like watching everybody's stories and I'm like, how could I not? I mean, I had a family (laughs) obligation that day. And so I was like, obviously I couldn't go, but I was like, dang it. Oh, I'm so glad you're doing a fall one. (laughs) I'm there. Oh yeah. Yes. Yeah. And then uh, I obviously partner with Amy. Sprinkles Confections whenever I can to get her delicious treats. So she had some items at the spring event. And then I actually also reached out to a bunch of other businesses for kind of giveaways. So each person got a goodie bag. So Lush Beauty, Midwest Girl, um, who we just did the talk with, Marissa, she's amazing. Oh gosh, I'm going to leave some people out. But yeah, it's just been so much fun. I feel like we're all kind of one big happy family, doing it all together. And I think it gives you guys an opportunity to, like we've already said, create community and like go off of that support local vibe. 
And it also allows you guys to grow using one another's platforms. So like on social media, like let's say the Midwest girl, for example, she's got a pretty sizable following over there. And when you guys can collaborate, like you can endorse her products, she can endorse you. And then you start like having some crossover in your communities. And I think that is just like such a great way to build community in real life online and support other female-owned businesses on the way up. Yeah. And well, what's also nice about the camper is I can bring it to Midwest Girl. And that's just a collaboration mm-hmm. in itself. Even if we're not collabing through social media or through a product, it's like a day of collaboration. Mm-hmm. And it's just so fun. Like from a consumer standpoint, like when I see that you're going to be at the Midwest Girl, I'm like, oh man, I can do shopping. I can get my favorite coffee. I can like yeah. stop at other boutiques that are down in that area in Dubuque. So it really does just yeah. create like a big buzz in that vicinity. Yeah. And for these collabs, so did you just do, like, I know you said you found Mariah with Imprint on Instagram. Did you just do like a cold reach out via DM or how did you go about saying, hey, I love what you're doing and I want to work with you? Yeah, definitely just like a cold, hey, I love your stuff. I'm kind of known for that. I've always, you know, even as a little girl, I was never afraid to ask for anything because the worst they're going to say is no. I, I operate um, on the same mentality. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, basically it was like, hey, love everything you're doing. We should collab sometime. And you know, her says, yes. I'm like, okay, let's set up a time next week to talk. <laughs> like, boom, <laughs> we're doing it. <laughs> love it. Yeah. So Sarah, now that we are kind of on the way out of the pandemic and people are gathering again and we're able to be in person in restaurants and things like that. How do you still see like your coffee camper? And maybe we've kind of touched on this already and where you're going and what you're doing with the coffee camper, but how is that ability to be mobile so important going forward? And how is it so unique to this area? Yeah. Yep. So I feel like now that everything's opening up, I'm going to have more opportunities to go to some of the bigger businesses that I wasn't able to during the pandemic. I remember before I had even started trying to find some locations to park and my parents were like, well, a lot of those big businesses are, there's nobody in the office. So during the pandemic, I actually hit up a lot of neighborhoods, um, which were big because everybody's working from home. So a lot of neighborhoods did really well. So smart. Yeah, yeah. But now this week, I actually had Cottingham and Butler reach out. They're all back in office. And they're like, we've been wanting you to come to Cottingham and Butler for so long. Now we're all back. So kind of bigger businesses like that are reaching out and saying, hey, we're all back in. Let's do this. Let's set it up. So I guess in that aspect, everyone who wasn't able to get the coffee camper at and you know, that makes your work day so much better, I feel like. When I was working corporate, if there was a new food truck coming, it would be like, I'm so excited to go to work and because I get to go outside and do this. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I am excited to kind of get to that downtown area and do some of those bigger businesses and see how they go. Oh, that's so cool. And in addition to just like corporate or business locations, you also can go to like weddings, showers, private events, correct? Yes, I have had a lot more of those. And those, I love weddings. I love all the private events. I've done bridal showers, graduation parties, 
I did a brunch for a group of girlfriends. So yeah, we've really been kind of pushing the wedding, the camper at weddings, I guess, and have been seeing a lot more of it. I actually just signed a wedding for 2023. So. Wow. That's crazy. You're booking out that far. That's so great. Yeah. I, I joke to my boyfriend, I go, if you're planning to propose to me, you better hurry up because I'm, I'm getting booked in 2023. <laughs> <laughs> you got to work. <laughs> You'd have to plan that wedding around your coffee camper schedule. <laughs> yeah, that's how it's going to go. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so if people want to, oh, I have one more question, but I feel like it's just natural to go into this next one. If people want to reserve you, if they're in the local area, can you speak to like how far you'll go and then how people can get on your schedule? And then I've got one more question before our small talk round. Yeah, definitely. So I usually just send people to my email, which is sodandloosecoffee at gmail.com um, and just include the date of the event, the time frame, how many people. The furthest I've ever traveled is Cedar Rapids. I'd be open to traveling further depending. I mean, I'm not going to travel five, six hours. That would be that's with a very old camper, but um, I just have a travel fee if it's past a 25 mile radius of the view. And yeah, if you just shoot me an email, kind of tell me what it is. I have different wedding packages, different event packages, and then also if it's open to the public. I just have a tear down and set up fee, which is pretty minimal. And that's just to kind of reserve your date. Oh, awesome. Okay. So the last question is really just to satisfy my curiosity. So my absolute favorite drink that Sarah makes is the salted caramel cold foam cold brew. If you haven't had it, it's amazing. It will change your life and you won't be able to quit thinking about it. But (laughs) Sarah, how did you decide like what to include on your menu and what gives you those creative ideas to like, I know you've got some really interesting lemonade combinations and flavors. Like how did you decide what to offer and then when to take those creative avenues further? Yeah, I get that question a lot, actually. And I, a lot of my super unique flavors, I've either tried them. So the lavender mint lemonade, I had something very similar in Philadelphia when I was visiting my sister. And then the blackberry vanilla latte, I actually had a friend reach out. She was living in Washington, D.C. at the time. And I had just kind of started Bob and Liz on social media. And she goes, hey, I just went to this cafe and they had a uh, black raven latte she's like you need to try this you need to give this to the review people because she's actually from cascade so she's like you really need to just see if people would like this and that's probably one of my like top five sellers i was you know when you first hear that you're like what <laughs> but honestly just trying them i love i always tell all my employees i'm like if you think something sounds unique try it yourself if it's good we'll we'll make it a weekly special and then the lemonades my mom, dad, and I, we were sitting in the kitchen, and I go, you know what? We're going to make some lemonades. We're going to see what tastes good. We're going to try them out, and we're going to make this lemonade menu. And we all had different, like, favorites of them all. My mom's favorite at the time was the orange fennel. My dad's was the cucumber and the spicy jalapeno, and mine was lavender mint. So those were kind of the first four. And then blackberry rosemary came this year. Just, I don't know. It just popped into my head one day, and, it's and so I made it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's oh my the gosh. number one seller now. It used to be lavender mint, but people love that blackberry rosemary. Oh, that's so awesome. Okay. All right. So now we're going to enter the small talk round because we're reaching our time limit. So this is just going to be, you tell me the first thing that pops into your head. 
and don't think a lot about it. It's all going to be like non-business related questions. Okay. Okay. What is your go-to coffee order? Oat milk latte, usually hot. I do like hot all year round with either a little bit of cinnamon or a little bit of honey. Probably that. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I was like, that's got to be like a stumper question. (laughs) It'd be hard to be like choosing your favorite child. I would assume like all of these things that you've come up with. (laughs) All right. What's your go-to snack? If you're working or if you're just lounging at home, like what is your thing that you're like, oh, I'm just craving this? I am weirdly obsessed with avocados. So I will cut up avocados and either just put everything but the bagel seasoning on them. Or recently I've been doing them mixed with strawberries and balsamic vinegar, which is people are probably like you, but <laughs> that's kind of my go-to. I go home, cut it up, and then I'll put it on toast. Oh, interesting. What is something that's on your summer bucket list this year? Oh, I have always wanted to skydive. I don't know if that's going to happen this summer, but... I actually recently just asked my sister and she's like, let's do it. So I guess that's my lifetime bucket list, but I'm hoping it'll happen this summer. There's one like not too far away from here, like between here and Des Moines, there's one. So yeah, just if you have a day off, there you go. (laughs) (laughs) What is just a simple, yeah, it's a simple day. (laughs) What is something that you either love to read or something that you love to listen to in the form of like a podcast for like either personal development or yeah, just random. What's your favorite thing right now? I guess I get a lot of inspiration and it's not really necessarily reading, but I go on Pinterest and Instagram and I love like women empowerment pages so I'll go through and go through like all their quotes and all of that um I love reading empowering books so one of my favorites is Girl Wash Your Face which I feel like is a lot of people's favorite book but I love just finding new books like that I love um oh gosh it's like Girl Collective I actually did one of their webinars like last year Girl Collection Group I think it is but they send out a weekly email and I love reading their email. It's just kind of, um, it starts with like a quote that you read and then kind of everything about it. the rest of the email is to that quote and direct to that quote. So it's kind of just nice little reminders of taking time for yourself, um, a tip on how to push your business further. So I guess anything about that I like to read and watch and I love podcasts. Usually the podcasts I listen to will either be empowering or like crazy crime podcast. So two totally different. But I like to be managing my emails and usually listening to crime podcasts. Yeah. You just have like a feeling. You're like, I can I can take on that murder mystery right now. But like sometimes you yeah. can't you gotta listen to that like hyping you up. Yeah, yep. I, I get it. Faster. I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Sarah, can you remind listeners where they can connect with you online? Where can they follow you and find out where you're gonna be with the coffee camper next? Yes, so we are on Instagram and Facebook at Bob and Luz for both of those. I post every Sunday where the coffee camper will be at on both pages, on both stories. And then getting the coffee camper books to come to a location and event, you can email uh, Bob and Luz Coffee at gmail.com. Oh, thank you so much for sharing your story. 
and your insights with us, Sarah, and best wishes on the rest of the camper season. And I will be there. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. Sounds good. Bye-bye. Bye. Hey there. Thank you so much for tuning in to another edition of the Small Minded Podcast, the place on the internet where we celebrate small towns, small businesses, and the people who love them. If you enjoyed this episode, we would be forever grateful to have a review of your experience over on iTunes, Spotify, our website, or wherever you tuned in today. And as always, we welcome you sharing this podcast with your friends and family on social. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Small Minded Podcast or at mollyknuthmedia.com slash podcast. Please go out, make today a good one. Take a small step towards a bigger impact. Here's to a life well lived being small minded. <laughs>